It's hard to celebrate musicians on the highest stage possible without ruffling some feathers. And by that, I mean some musicians are not going to feel as appreciated as they would feel like they are deserving. With that being said, I'm getting into the full list of 2024 Grammy nominations and the full nominee list, of course, is extensive. So I'm just going to get into certain parts, give my personal opinions. And then after that, I'm going to particularly talk about some categories like the biggest categories like album of the year. I have to start off with acknowledging Drake because I'm a humongous Drake fan. Pause if needed. And by ruffling some feathers, I mean Drake, The Weeknd, Nicki Minaj, a lot of other prominent musicians that have impacted the music industry in ways that was once unimaginable. But now, in current day and time, we see that these particular artists have stood against the Grammys for, I don't know if it's because of a lack of diversity, unfair nomination process, or if they perceive the Grammys as just being overall corrupted. These artists do not take too kindly to the Grammys. So for The weekend, of course, he particularly was putting out his album after his singles from like Blinding Lights, a bunch of other mass massively like commercial successes and his singles. But then when it came to the Grammys, he was performing at the Super Bowls and apparently, allegedly, rumor mill has it that they told him if you perform at the Super Bowl, then you could not win at the Grammys or even perform. So they gave him like an ultimatum because if you don't know, that happens even on the lower scale of things in the music industry. If you're performing at a club in a certain city, they will tell you that there's a non-compete, whereas if that non-compete wasn't there, that artist could go perform at that club for a certain price point and then turn around and perform at another club the same night or the next day. So to make that club owner feel more secure in his bookings, because they pay a lot for these artists to perform, they put an NDA to, well, now it's a non-compete to where that is the only place you're going to be able to see that artist in your town. And so therefore, people are going to spend more at that particular place. And therefore, the owner of the club will feel like they're they are recouping on their investment. So with that being said, this is just the largest of, of scale that this is happening on Grammys Super Bowl told the weekend. Well, allegedly the Grammys told the weekend you have ultimatum, choose one or the other. So ever since then, the, the weekend has had a bad taste in his mouth and has maintained his stance on not submitting any music for consideration for the Grammy Awards. So this was during 2021 when the whole Blinding Lights single was going crazy and his album, After Hours, was just by far what I think would have won many of awards and was just... Uh, overall quality body of work so he ended up just cutting all loose ends with the grammys in 2021 then we have drake 
the reason i'm going through these particular artists because these are the biggest artists in the world so some people may be like where are they where are their names on this list they're not on here simply because of boycotting of course drake you may see his name on here but that's only because of his collaboration album with 21 savage i mean imagine beefing with the grammys so you don't let your man get a nomination like that's kind of messed up so drake was like well not even drake somebody in this camp probably submitted it and hopes that 21 savage could get some more acclaim and appeal and the in the uh, general consensus by being a grammy nominee because if you don't know articles blogs they start referring to you as so-and-so rapper or whatever and they start talking about grammy nominated rapper it's a really big thing a really big deal when it comes to performing at shows and just showing up to different um talk shows if that makes sense so anyways drake has been criticizing the grammys for like several years at this point and he has to, he has not submitted music since 2020 so around 2020 which is like the peak of covid um these musicians started to completely stop submitting music and expressing the frustration with the awards lack of recognition for hip-hop and r&b artists i mean is it crazy to think that drake is not being highlighted enough at the grammys when he has had such a mammoth of a run in hip-hop and he has no album of the year as far as in the hip-hop or in general to show for it as far as award winning so that's kind of weird to me but that's whatever um Nicki Minaj Nicki Minaj makes me feel like this is all because of Lil Wayne Drake and Nicki Minaj having such turmoil with their relationship with the Grammys makes me feel like it started with Lil Wayne because Lil Wayne co-signed both of them if you don't know it was like some type of huge beef between grammys and little wayne you'll have to look it up yourself but <laughs> i totally forgot the details of it but i think that's one of the reasons why a little wayne is not as award-winning or nominated as you would think in his iconic career Nicki minaj being the best woman rapper ever not being as award-winning or nominated in the grammys and then some other musicians i would say that falls under the little wayne umbrella like a drake like a Nicki minaj um the whole cash money umbrella i just feel like is ironic not ironic but it's very coincidental that those are the only artists really lacking the amount of recognition now of course you can say drake has won at the grammys as he's rapped about using grammys as his doorstop but at the end of the day it's like lebron only winning certain awards every three to five years you would think something is up as well you're telling me the best in the world isn't receiving multiple at, at the highest stage but it's whatever so then we have frank ocean he's also boycotting grammy saying that his consideration or withdrawing uh, withdrawing his uh, album channel orange for consideration back in 2013 basically saying that the lack of diversity in the award categories was the premise and the foundation for him uh withdrawing his album and he later performed at the award ceremony but has not submitted music since but i mean frank ocean doesn't really make music like that but anyways uh kanye west he's also feuding <laughs> i mean he's feuding with everybody but especially the grammys as he boycotted the award show on several occasions and basically saying that criticizing the awards lack of recognition for hip-hop artists and also made some controversial statements about the voting process which 
controversial and Kanye in the same sentence, you could probably already imagine what that sounded like. So those are just some prominent artists that have been impacting the music industry and their gripes with the Grammys. And the reason why I'm bringing their names up, like a Kanye, Drake, The, uh, the Weeknd, Nicki Minaj, Frank Ocean, which is basically showcasing the top of the top feeling like they have been neglected in the highest stage for recognizing musicians and for that those are just a few of the artists who spoke out but i understand why they have so many concerns about the voting process because if you was running the game and not getting the recognition on the highest stage possible i'm pretty sure you would probably feel slightly offended it reminds me of the time <laughs> this may date me but throwback to when lebron first got to the league right and he was putting up numbers to where they could have had him in an all-star game but they didn't his rookie year why nobody knows but they wanted him in the dunk contest and lebron notoriously since then has not done the dunk contest simply for the fact and this is rumored right alleged you know no i mean i have stuff to base it off of but it's not like lebron said it basically lebron was uh, felt slighted that they asked him to do the dunk contest and didn't have him involved into the all-star game so guess what he never did a dunk contest in his in his entire career and maybe just maybe if they would have had him in an all-star game for his rookie season he would have did a dunk contest so for that um just another example of just a high impactor of a certain industry and not feeling recognized by his highest award show so with that being said let's get into the 2024 grammy nominations and as always go to analytic dreams video on my spotify channel to see the video element along with the audio this list is extensive i mean straight up voluminous i think that's how you use it i need my word of the day and i think that was it so anyways um 2024 grammy nominations let's get into it Basically, it's going to be a lot of categories. And I'm going to give my opinions. I'm going to try to keep them short. But for the most part, all you need to know is that the Grammys um, will air live February 4th from the Crypto.com Arena in Los Angeles. Oh, would you look at that? Maybe LeBron will show up himself. Not just playing. He probably won't. Uh, final round voting takes place December 14th through January 4th. And eligibility for nominations required releases between october 1st 2022 and september 15th 2023 interesting uh some of the big um some of the big details before getting into the actual list we have the event the date and venue which already went over of course olivia rodrigo and her receiving so many nominations but to put a number on it she's received six nominations for the upcoming grammy awards uh she said it's quote an honor to be recognized by the music community of course of course um what else so olivia rodrigo's one of the biggest nominees and of course the leader of nominees is none other than SZA. come on now and taylor swift olivia rodrigo Billie Eilish, Miley Cyrus, and Boy Genius. So SZA has nine nominations leading the entire pack. If you don't know, Women has dominated 2023, so it makes sense that they make up seven of the eight nominees in the top three categories as far as women versus male, even though it's not versus, I'm just giving you a, a 
a ratio. SZA leads with nine nominations, while Taylor Swift, Olivia Rodrigo, Billie Eilish, Miley Cyrus, and Boy Genius each have six. I think that's very, very interesting because with those nominations, it's almost like Taylor Swift had one of the best years as a musician that could be put up against any musician dead or alive. Like the year that Taylor Swift has had in 2023, releasing two albums and both of them selling one point something million first week. If y'all don't know how crazy that is, basically the next popping rapper, which would be a Drake, a Bad Bunny was selling four to 500,000 first week. And Taylor dropped two albums in the same year and both of them was plus million when it comes to first week sales. So she had one of the best years as a musician that I've seen ever, like ever. Drake at his peak with views was only met, uh, only able to sell like 900 some thousand first week. And that was at his peak. Taylor Swift has done 1.2, 1.5 million first week for both albums and a singular year. I'm just trying to put it in perspective. So anyways, uh, other prominent nominees, we have Victor Monet receiving seven nominations, including Record of the Year for On My Mama. <laughs> On My Mama is funny. Uh, Taylor Swift also can make uh, history with potential fourth album of the year win, which I do have another take. You know, even though that she's had a very statistical dominant year, re-releasing music should not afford you the luxury of winning album of the year it's very much a lazy take if the grammys give that to taylor swift because if that's the case let drake re uh re-record take care y'all gonna have the same energy or <laughs> are we gonna act like take care wasn't one of the greatest albums ever released so or let kanye west forget take care let kanye west re-record graduation is he gonna get another album of the year I think it's a slippery slope if they give it to uh, Taylor Swift as far as winning. Nomination, I'm not mad about because, of course, she put up numbers and obviously people listen to it like it just was brand new. But as far as winning, I don't think it should. I think, obviously, that should go to SZA with her uh, SOS album. So I kind of um, spoiled my take on who I think should win. But, of course, we're still going to get into the list. Uh, what else? Doja Cat, 2025 eligibility. Oh, okay, so she's not eligible for this year, but next year. That's weird. That is kind of weird. Um, I don't even think she'll win at all. Like, did y'all see them first week sales? 94, what was it? 70 some thousand. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Nice buns. Soft, fluffy, and ultra-low net carbs. Discover Hero Bread, the delicious ultra-low net carb bread. With incredible taste and texture, Hero Bread has zero grams of sugar and is under 100 calories per serving. Plus, high in fiber with 5 to 10 grams of protein per serving. Order from Hero.co now and get 10% off your first purchase with promo code AH10. That's 10% off with code AH10. H-E-R-O dot C-O. Spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. That means more comfort and less baggage. Experience how Allbirds is redefining comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. For Doja Cat, I think it was 90-something or 70-something. I don't know. It was something low. So, um, yeah, long ways down from the Taylor Swift 1. Million, uh, 1 million plus first week sales. Celebrities like Meryl Strep, Streep, Michelle Obama, uh, William Shanter, Senator, Senator Bernie Sanders received nominations for Best Audiobook narration and storytelling uh best comedy album nominees include like dave chappelle chris rock trevor noah man that's a that's a list right there uh wanda sykes and sarah silverman if you don't know i'm a huge comedy connoisseur i love just getting into the background and just the execution of comedy on the highest level and I wonder what would happen if Andrew Schultz made a comedy album. Maybe he has, and I just haven't acknowledged it, but he is one of the bigger comedians that nobody really knows about. I'm not going to say he's underground, and I'm not going to say he's like superstar status. I'm just going to say as far as the numbers he's putting up, it's very much comparable to the likes of a Dave Chappelle, Chris Rock, or Trevor Noah. But hey, at the end of the day, maybe one day he'll get some recognition but i ain't mad at the people of color getting most of the uh, comedy slots you know what i mean i ain't gonna you know i know y'all gonna be like why are you advocating for the white man and first off that's racist but you know what i mean we're gonna let it slide so the best album nominees as far as comedy is uh pretty pretty stacked if i do say so myself uh soundtrack nominations of course we have barbie which is that's gonna win i'm not even gonna like that's gonna win um what else so that's basically it so yeah let's get into the list um I, that was more of an overview for people who want to get like a more synopsis of the grammy nominee list but now we're gonna get to the actual list in this uh entirety obviously i'm gonna skip some that i don't know too much about so we're not gonna go on through the entire list that would take like years i mean have you seen these nominee lists they don't be playing so anyways let's start with the general field um record of the year of course, you see right here that we have, I'm going to try to highlight it, because it's kind of, I think y'all could, yeah, it's kind of, it's the background, they should have bolded the letters if they was going to put this many lists, like, they should have did it like the Game Awards, like, had different uh, slides for it, instead of just putting it all on the, it's just, it looks bad. Anyways, 
and this is like the official website too so yeah uh record of the year we have john batiste with worship not strong enough with boy genius flowers with miley cyrus man she threw the uh, hannah, uh, hannah montana character to the side and still blew up in music that stuff's crazy um what was i made for billy eilish i didn't even know she put out oh i did i, I remember she, i listened to that from barbie on my mama <laughs> that's such a funny title by victor uh victoria monet vampire by olivia rodrigo anti-hero by taylor swift and kill bill by SZA. now if i had to this is what i'm gonna do so i'm gonna give my personal pick and i'm gonna give the pick that i think the industry is gonna go with and by industry i mean like the politics or whatever so record of the year i would think would have to go to either olivia rodrigo or SZA. Because the numbers that SZA and Olivia has been putting up has been crazy. And I think the Grammys are not the Billboard Awards. They don't go strictly off statistics. But I feel like that plays a big part into it. I'm surprised Morgan Wallen isn't on this. As far as record of the year. Like the way that he dominated 2023, that would have to be a snub, right? Anyways, uh, for all my country fans out there, that was for y'all. I don't know too much about it, but I do know that. I do know he had a dominant 2023. Um, I would go with... Statistically, I think you would probably go with Flowers. I think that was like in the top five for most of 2023. But I think they'll either go with Olivia. I think they would go with Olivia Rodrigo as far as record of the year. Unless they're trying to, you know, please the diversity crowd, and I think they'll go with SZA for Kill Bill. But I'll probably say Olivia Rodrigo will win record of the year. For me personally, I'm going to pick SZA, Kill Bill, because if y'all heard the remix with Doja Cat, that was one of the better verses of the year as far as vocal inflection flow what she was saying lyrically it really fit into the kill bill storyline to in such a way that i'm like doji cat to me had one of the better performances lyrically of 2023 so i'm gonna go with kill bill even though it's not the remix and with with doji cat i'm still gonna say kill bill with uh scissor by itself because that track is still fire uh album of the year we have john patiste uh, Boy Genius, Miley Cyrus, Lena Del Rey, Janelle Monet, and Olivia Rodrigo, Taylor Swift, and SZA. For his album of the year, I think they would have to go with... Uh... That's a tough one. I feel like John Patisse could bring that home. I'm not even going to lie. I feel like his album was very well received. No, I'm thinking of, I think I'm thinking of somebody else. Was it the Chicago kid? I think I'm I'm thinking of somebody else. I think they'll probably pick Olivia Rodrigo with guts. I do believe that since Taylor Swift re-recorded all of her music, she won't win these awards because these are not new material. It's not new material. So since it's not new, like it's re-recordings and then like three to four new tracks tacked on the end of it, I think they'll probably give it to Olivia Rodrigo Guts. But my personal opinion, of course, 
I would pick SZA with SOS. So that's who I'm picking for uh, album of the year. Song of the year. Now, I'm not going to lie to you. Where is Morgan Wallen? Maybe I'm tripping. Did he miss the deadline for the 2023 Grammy Awards or the 2024, quote-unquote? Um, that's weird. Because Morgan Wallen, the way he dominated 2023, it was like insane. Like it was Morgan Wallen, then Little Uzi put up some numbers, then Travis Scott put up numbers, Drake put up numbers, Taylor Swift put up numbers like twice. No, no. Taylor Swift put up numbers before Drake put up numbers. And then she put up numbers again, like a month or two after Drake put out his album. So she put up numbers twice. And that's basically how 2023 went. I'm trying to think of anybody else. I mean, Olivia Rodrigo, uh, John Cook from K-pop, but you know, they're not going to nominate a K-pop artist. You already know how that go. Um, so yeah, for song of the, of the year, I would probably go with song of the year. It would have to be Kill Bill. I don't see Olivia Rodrigo on here. And the reason why I'm focusing on them, because I don't think you get nominated this many times in a war show and come away with no wins. Like, obviously, this happened before. So let's not get twisted. That happens all the time um, for some people. But for SZA, I don't think she, they would nominate her this many times just to give her no wins. So I would say Kill Bill will win Song of the Year. So... Oh, I see Olivia Drag Rodrigo right here with uh, Vampire. They'll probably pick Vampire. So I'm thinking that the Grammys are going to go with the safe bet and try to give it to Olivia Rodrigo. But personally, I'm still picking SZA with Kill Bill. That album and singles are just phenomenal. SZA has probably one of the better voices in the music industry. Like out of all the people who make music, SZA has one of the best voices, if not the best voice in music currently. All right, so best new artist, uh, Gracie Abrams, Fred again. I don't know who that is. Ice Spice, Jelly Roll, Coco Jones, Noah Kahan, Victoria Monet, The War and Treaty. If y'all don't think Ice Spice isn't bringing home a, a, a win, like if y'all don't think she's finna get a Grammy after literally collaborating with Taylor Swift and her rookie, that's like collaborating with Taylor Swift in your rookie year is like if you was on LeBron's team in the NBA Finals. Like, you done made it. Like, at that point, you really done made it. Like, you stamped in history. So, Ice Spice, I think, would get Best New Artist, by far. All right, Producer of the Year. Uh, I don't really know too much about the different producers. Obviously, I know Hip, uh, Hip Boy and Metro in them, but I don't know the other categories. So, I'm going to ignorantly say Metro, because that's my personal opinion, because I feel like Metro has put out a great body of work. Oh, and they're counting the uh, Heroes and Villains album because that came out last year. Yeah, that came out late last year. And then the Spider-Verse album came out. And then he was supposed to put out an album with Future, but he probably saw the way that the Spider-Verse album was performing. He was like, let me just ride this wave. So he put out Heroes and Villains. Then he put out Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse soundtrack. And then he was supposed to put out the uh, Future album but he ended up not i don't know why he did the young thug album but nobody wants to talk about that so <laughs> um i'm gonna choose metro even though he took my boy drake off a of trance 
if you don't know there's an og version or not og but there's a leaked version of trance out there with drake and it sounds 10 times better than the original track but because metro and drake are beefing the track that's on dsps only has travis scott and young thug sad day in history but hey it's reality metro and drake beefing was not on my bingo card but but um, with my uh drake bias set to the side i will say that metro should win producer of the year yeah i really don't see anybody on this list that could compete with him i mean i guess they could give it to the person that um produced for olivia rodrigo like honestly i feel like they really gonna be riding well pause they really gonna be caping for uh, olivia rodrigo and trying to give her all the awards as far as uh propping her up for the future but my personal opinion i think metro boomer should win producer of the year all right songwriter of the year so songwriter of the year it's hard because they're not really publicized and from the look of this from the looks of this i don't know too many of these names so let's just look at the tracks what do they write hold up i'm seeing corday why, why am i seeing so many hip-hop artists let me find out y'all ain't writing y'all uh, stuff <laughs> now nah, i'm just playing most of these hip-hop artists don't write um that's funny because I don't recognize any of these writers, but I do recognize these tracks. That's how it goes. Being a songwriter is very much a behind-the-scenes type job. It's almost like being a camera worker. Like, without you, it would not look the way it does or sound the way it does, but you get none of the spotlight. So, just because I see most of the hip-hop artists under Theon T uh, Thomas, Theron Thomas, I'm going to go with him. So, that's my pick. I think Theron Thomas will probably win... Uh, songwriter of the year non-classical pop and dance okay okay we'll get into the honestly never mind portion of the grammys no i'm just joking obviously drake didn't start that but you know how to make that joke anyways uh pop solo performances miley cyrus doja cat billy eilish olivia rodrigo and taylor swift now as far as performances i'm not gonna lie to you my personal bias gotta give it to doja cat paint the tower red that chorus, I've been saying that over and over and over again. I don't know what it is. I think it really is Doja Cat's vocal inflection. I think she's really the woman version of Kendrick Lamar. Because the way that she raps is such on a lyrically enhanced level that it's above most of the rappers that's talking about certain things in a in a promiscuous manner, right? Doja Cat would say some promiscuous things, but then she would bar you up and away with the flow and vocal inflection that's like man she is above the pack when it comes to giving you bars in a digestible manner like she's not just barring you to death she's putting it in a replayable fashion so for best pop solo performance i'm definitely gonna have to take doja cat with paint the town red that is my personal pick i'm biased of course because i love the album but for who i think they'll go with not gonna lie to you i feel like for best solo performance they could probably give this to Billie eilish because this was for the motion picture barbie and you know whenever it's for a movie they always give them more prestige over other tracks because they're like oh you are performing for a movie movie for a soundtrack you know for some reason that's bigger so i think they'll give best pop solo performance to Billie eilish surprised not to see us is on here that's interesting what if they replaced her it seems like they replaced her with doji cat Dang, we can't have two. Oh, let me chill. All right, best pop duo slash group performances. 
I don't know. I don't. Most of these names, I don't even. Like, what? what is this? Oh, I see Taylor Swift featuring Ice Spice. That's interesting. Even just being nominated should show y'all the direction that the Grammys is trying to go into. Like, by any means necessary, they're going to try to highlight Taylor Swift and give her a win. So, Karma is a completely new track. So, I think it. I think the Grammys would probably go no, because that track was so atrocious. Like from a sonically, sonically speaking, that track is horrendous. This shows you that it's not what you know, but who you know. Just because it's Taylor Swift or Ice Spice, this was nominated for a Grammy. But Karma as a song is completely trash. Like the Grammys should have Karma done to them for what they did with this track as far as nominating it, because this is not it. But personally, I would probably go with. I don't recognize any of these tracks. So I would probably see Miley Cyrus with a thousand miles and Brandy Charlie. I feel like the Grammys is gonna try to go with Taylor Swift and Ice Spice, even though that track is horrendous. Anyways, pop vocal album. I don't know too much about this, so I'm just gonna keep going. As far as the names, pop vocal album, I can see going to maybe Ed Sheeran. I see him on this list is Kelly Clarkson, Miley Cyrus, Olivia Rodrigo, Ed Sheeran, and Taylor Swift. I can see it going to Ed Sheeran simply for the fact that he's probably one of the better performers when it comes to males in the R&B singing field, pop field, I guess. Uh, best dance slash electronic recording. That's not my bag at all. Da best pop dance recording. Still not my bag. Okay, there's a lot of dance stuff. All right, rock, and this is field two. Rock, metal, and alternative music. That's interesting. That's not my bag, so we're going to skip this entire category. I wonder if we'll see Lil Yachty. You know, that man is horrendous. He talk, that man was talking about he was uh, switching genres. No, the genres switch you. Like, hip-hop switched you to another genre because obviously you wasn't making good hip-hop. <laughs> you know, like, it was it was sad. Sad day in history for, for Lil Yachty. But... His business mind is something I do like to pay attention to because I feel like as marketing, when as far as marketing is concerned, he really has his post on like how people react to things, if that makes sense. But as far as him sonically putting out music, some of the worst things I've ever heard in life. And I've heard nails on a chalkboard before. So anyways, uh, R&B, rap, and spoken word poetry. Interesting. Best R&B performance, we have Chris Brown with Summer Too Hot, Robert Glasper with Back to Love, ICU with Coco Jones, Victoria Monet with How Does It Make You Feel, and Kill Bill with SZA. Obviously, personally, I think they're going to go with SZA, Kill Bill. I'm surprised to see Chris Brown on here because, you know, every time Chris Brown's nominated or even gets some type of shine at award shows, they'd be bringing up the Rihanna scenario like she ain't forgave him herself, which, you know, they could say that's a sign of ab abusive relationship. Like sometimes the abuse uh, forgives the abuser because out of some psychological effect, I don't know, but people still haven't forgiven Chris Brown and hey, that's his fault. You know, you put hands on a woman. You know, hey, I can't feel sorry for you for the ramifications of that. So, anyways, uh, I think Scissor Kill Bill will probably win for best R&B performance. Then we have best traditional R&B performance: Babyface, uh, Keon Dixon, Victoria Monet, P.J. Morton, and Scissor. As far as traditional, 
I always feel like they give this to an older person. So I'm gonna say Babyface featuring Coco Jones with Simple. Simply for the fact that Babyface is, you know, on the older side. And I may be wrong with that. They may end up giving this also to SZA, but we'll have to see. But personally, I would say SZA. But for the war show, I think they may give it to Babyface. But I don't know, or Victoria. Well, if I had to pick one, I would say Babyface. So anyways, best R&B song. We have Holly Bailey. Holly, Haley Bailey? Holly Bailey? I don't know, man. I can't talk. Uh, <laughs> I'm surprised to see her nominated. I didn't even know she made music. I'm lying. I didn't know she made music. I just really didn't care or pay attention to her music. So, surprised to see her nominated on here. Along with a lot of other artists for best R&B song. I, for me not to recognize a lot of these tracks for best R&B song. Like, that's kind of crazy. Oh, never mind. I see Snooze on here. The, they put the artist's name at the end. So we have Snooze on My Mama, ICU, Back to Love, Angel. You have to go to Snooze. I really don't see anybody beating out SZA. Like, SZA, I may be riding or whatever. You know, they they may be like, hey, he glazing or W glaze or L glaze. But, hey, SZA, really ain't nobody messing with her. So I'm going to say Snooze SZA for best R&B song. And I also feel like the Grammys would probably go with SZA. I think SZA is going to win a lot of awards. <laughs> You know, hey, by, by my takes at this point, you, should, you could probably uh, some, uh, summarize that I think Sizzle's going to bring home a lot of awards. Then we have Best Progressive R&B Album. For albums containing greater than 75% playing time of newly recorded progressive vocal tracks derivative of R&B. I don't know what that means. So anyways, we have Black, Since I Have a Lover, Diddy, The Love Album, Off the Grid, Nova, Terrence Martin, and James Fontelroy. Uh, I've heard his name said before. I don't know why I can't pronounce it. James Fontelroy. Yeah, I, I'm completely butchering that. Uh, Janelle Monet and SZA. All right, y'all gonna be surprised by my pick, but I think Diddy is gonna get this album. Not gonna lie, that album by Diddy, straight fire. Like, I was surprised by the amount of high quality he put out with that album, which I shouldn't have been, because it's like being surprised when LeBron puts up like some type of triple-double stat line at age 80, you know? Diddy still knows what a great R&B song sounds like, and for the album, obviously he showcased that he knew what's a, what a great R&B album is supposed to flow like, if that makes sense. And for the Love album, Off the Grid by Diddy, I mean, I have that, to quote my man Deontay Wilder, I have that in my rotation to this day. So, yeah, that Diddy album, straight fire. And if you don't believe me, just go to the Diddy album. Hold on, let me pull that up right now. So basically, go to the Diddy album, right? Which is the Love album. And then all you got to do is just listen to What's Love by Nova Way. And... You're gonna you're gonna get a sense of of why this is this album is nominated and why I think it's also gonna win. Speaking of what's love, is that actually on here? Cause I forgot that's the track title. Was that on here? I don't think it was. I don't even think I've seen Nova. So, anyways, I think uh, Diddy the Love Album Off the Grid is gonna win Best Progressive Album. 
best R&B album. We have Babyface, Coco Jones, Emily King, Victoria Monet, and Summer Walker. Huh, this is the first time I've seen Summer Walker. Best R&B album. I think we'll have to go to Babyface. I don't see Scissor. Wouldn't Scissor be the obvious choice? Maybe they was like, oh, we gave you the album of the year. So best R&B, like, it's okay if we missed that. I don't know. That's weird. But I would say Babyface should get this. Simply off name recognition. I haven't heard it. But uh, as far as the other artists, I wouldn't be surprised if they get it either. But that's my pick. Best rap performance. Are we getting the best rap? I thought we should, they lumped it all into one category. I thought we was just an R&B right now. Anyways. All right, so let's get into my bag. <laughs> Best rap performance. We have The Hillbillies by Baby King featuring Kendrick Lamar, which to this day, I don't know why I keep quoting Deontay Wilder, Wilder but um, it's my best performing segment. I guess people like my take over the track where I called it the, uh, the most unserious music video I've ever seen in my life. Like, I compared it to SpongeBob and Patrick, at the goofy goober because it was just straight up goofy and it worked not gonna lie it worked i like the vibe they was going for obviously they wasn't trying to remake a family ties based off the energy of the track and the video so best rap performance i didn't even finish the nominee list uh <laughs> we have love letter by black thought rich flex by drake and 21 savage killer mike scientists and engineers and players by quilla ray well i already started off the segment by telling you drake is boycotting the grammys so they ain't really messing with him like that um and personally i think the hillbillies by baby keem and kendrick lamar when it comes to performing rap i think they put on a performance with the way that the hillbillies was just straight goofy. No, I'm just joking. I think this is obviously going to go to scientists and engineers. I mean, imagine getting Andre 3000 rapping on a track with Killer Mike and Future. Like, that just says Grammys in itself. I'm surprised to see Coyle Ray on here. How much did she pay for that? Ain't no way the Grammy voters looked at Coyle Ray and was like, oh, you know what? We missing we missing a Coyle Ray track for best rap performance. Ain't no way, bro. Ain't no way. Like, I don't know what. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. That was uh, on, but let's just say, like my man Stephen A said, you got you to gotta stay off them substances, man. You got to stay off them substances. Some, the, I think I added too many S's. Substances? Like a tongue twister. Y'all get what I'm saying, right? Stay off them substances so you won't sound like me. <laughs> no, I'm joking. All right, best melodic rap performances. Burner Boy, Sitting on Top of the World, featuring 21 Savage. Attention, by Doja Cat. Spin About You with Drake and 21 Savage. All My Life with Lil Durk featuring J. Cole. And Low with SZA. For best melodic rap performance, it would have to go to... All My Life with Little Dirk featuring J. Cole just to showcase that all you spin the block 
kill them till they dead rappers are not going to win any award rapping about that stuff it would be so ironic for the only grammy win for little dirk to have is about him rapping in a positive light because i think that would set the precedence for hip-hop and this is on a serious note i'm not even joking letting all my life win a best melodic rap performance will be so impactful for the hip-hop community because we can highlight a, a positive message for our community winning uh, an award on the highest stage possible and i'm being so serious best melodic rap performance i think should go to all my life with little dirk and j cole anyways best rap song attention by doja cat barbie world from barbie the album oh Nicki minaj and ice spice just wanna rock little uzi vert rich flex with drake and 21 savage and scientists and engineers with uh killer mike andre 3000 and future now as far as best rap song i would have to go with doja cat if it was painted town red because i feel like that's still a rap song like she was giving bars and everything i told you i really did like the album but because of my bias and what i think is one of the best albums that drake has ever put out and her loss like i think her loss as far as a mixtape is on the same level of if you're reading this is too late like that's really how i view that album as far as mixtape land like you have so far gone you have um what a time to be alive more life her loss by drake and 21 savage is in the upper half of drake's discography so if the grammys aren't hating which i think they will but if they aren't hating I think Rich Flex will get uh, a award win for best rap song. Now, who do I think the Grammys is actually going to go with? Because that's my so that's my personal pick. I will pick Rich Flex for best rap song. But who do I think the Grammys is going to go with? Of course, I don't know because they don't like Nicki either, but they do like Ice Spice. That's very interesting. Maybe Barbie World. Hmm, that's a hard one. Because no way in you know what are they giving it to Little Uzi Vert and Doja Cat. And it's simply for the word that I just bleeped out. Killer Mike, I could see winning. But that would be two award wins. And I don't think they would give two awards to one singular track by Killer Mike. I think they would end up giving it to Drake and 21. Not going to lie. I think best rap song would go to Drake and 21. As much as they hate them or as they hate Drake... I think they still acknowledge that he's the biggest impactful artist in the music industry. So I don't think they'll ever completely shun Drake, even though Drake completely shuns them. Like Drake does what he wants at this point. He doesn't submit his music and still wins. That's a, that's um, the reason I say that is because it happened last year. He didn't submit his music, but the song that he did with Future was submitted off of the Future album and ended up winning in Wait For You. So I think that's going to happen again in this year's award show with rich flex and maybe i'm wrong maybe they're like they he keep shutting us even though we keep giving him award wins and they'd be like you know what we ain't giving you no award wins this time because he won last year and he's still trashing the grammys so i don't know it depends on if the grammys want to be in their feelings or not and i would say i think it's totally understandable if you're still in your feelings like you put your big boy pants on and still gave him the win for wait for you and he's still trashing your award show so i don't know if rich flex should or will win but i think it should win
and I'm predicting that they'll put their beef to the side to give a win to this track. Because Rich Flex, I mean, y'all remember when this track came out and everybody and their mama was saying, 21, can you do something for me? Like, come on now. The memes goes without saying. Y'all know what y'all was doing. Y'all was doing unthinkable with them binge AI image creators. I ain't trying to, I ain't trying to hear it. Anyways, best rap album. We have Drake and 21 Savage, Her Loss, Michael, Killer Mike, Heroes and Villains, Metro Boomin, King's Disease 3, Nas, and Utopia by Travis Scott. I'm interested to see why Travis Scott is nominated. I thought he was, I thought he was being, boy, uh, not, not blacklisted, but like, I thought they was easing them into the fray. Like, imagine killing people at your concert and still getting nominated for music. Like, at that point, even OJ Simpson couldn't have done any better. But anyways, that's that's besides the point. Um, I think best rap album should go to Metro Boomin with Heroes and Villains. The whole theme of that album, sonically, the tracks that came out of it, by far and away, I think it's the best po uh, project. Only reason... It probably won't end up on my personal list for best albums is simply because I never put producer albums on my top five album list because I think it's such a cheat code. Like imagine if you get the best of a Drake, a Travis, a Young Thug, a Future, like that's a cheat code, right? Do that on your own body of work while also contributing vocally. Vocally is a big thing for me. So that's why I've never had producer albums on my top album list. But as far as the Grammys, I'm going to say that Metro Boomin, Heroes and Villains by far will win Best Rap Album. Even though personally, I would say it's Drake and 21 Savage. But, you know, I think the Grammys hate Drake currently, even though they I don't know. It's, a, it's such a weird relationship with them. Like personally, I think Drake and 21 Savage has the best rap album out of this list with her loss but i think the grammys will either go with metro or killer mike and i'm leaning towards metro Boomin with heroes and villains best spoken word poetry album man i don't even know that yeah that's we skipping that one entirely jazz traditional pop contemporary instrumental and music theater guess what we're doing to that <laughs> hey what what shannon sharp used to say we skipping that <laughs> uh yeah, so we're going to skip that whole thing because that's not my bag. Country, American, Roots, Music. I just want to see Morgan Wallen. Let me see. Is Morgan Wallen on this list? I see a lot of Zach Bryan, which deservedly so. I see him a lot on the charts. That's interesting. Does the Grammys... Hold up. Why is Morgan Wallen not nominated for the Grammys? Am I? Did he miss the deadline? I'm about to look that up because that's kind of weird. Like, the way that he has such an impactful year. Uh, video surfaced of. Oh, that's tough. Oh, interesting. <laughs> I don't know. That's, uh, hmm. I mean, could I say I'm surprised? But also, it's still not right. You got to acknowledge it's not right. But y'all probably wonder what in the world I'm looking at right now. Y'all don't even want to see it. It's interesting. 
Ain't no way. There gotta be rumors. I've never heard that. Okay. I'm trying to... Okay. So, apparently... Wow. So he's been entirely shut out of the Grammy nominations on purpose. Like, literally on purpose. Like, last night is apparently on the best country song, but he doesn't have a writing credit for it since it's a songwriter category. So they literally found a way to nominate him and the only way to not give him credit, which is through a songwriter. Somebody said Grammy nominations day, but for Morgan Wallen, it's just another day. <laughs> why they why they treating him like this? I mean, I seen why, but is it true? Like, do they have a video? They just accuse a man of, you know? Okay, so I'm, I'm just going to let y'all know. Apparently, Morgan Wallen said a racial slur, and that's why he's been shut out of the Grammys. I know, it's, it's rumors, it's alleged, but hey, even I was perplexed. I'm like, I don't even listen to country. I'm like, why is Morgan Wallen not even nominated for a Grammy? Apparently, they was taking a stand or whatever. That's crazy. People are accusing him of bot streams now. Ah, okay, yeah. So people are just saying he's racist. Well, that's unfortunate. I mean, if you use the N-word as a Caucasian, this is probably what would happen. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, man, they, I guess apparently this man racist. I just found that out in real time. So that's why he's not nominated. Just how fast. You see how the internet works in your favor if you know how to use it? That's crazy. Um... Yeah, so Morgan Wallen's completely shut out of the Grammys because apparently he's a little racist. So, so uh, yeah, that's uh, yeah, that's unfortunate for him. All right, so let's keep going. Gospel and contemporary Christian music. Hmm. Not really my bag. Is Lecrae on here? Let's see if he's still holding his uh, streak. Ah, here he is. Church closed for. I see you. That that uh, hard work cannot be. I don't even know what I was about to say there. Anyways, that man's just, uh, that man's longevity is unmatched when it comes to uh, putting up numbers in the Christian uh, category. Where's Kanye? No, I'm just joking. <laughs> All right, Phil Seven, Latin, Global, Reggae, and New Age, Ambient, or Chant. Yeah, that's not my bag. I was trying to see if I noticed any other names, but I really don't. I can't wait to watch the Grammy Awards. Like, for me, covering it is just so captivating of what I do to the point where the Grammy Awards, to see who wins. Like, I like to see the politics and the behind-the-scenes workings and, you know, 
I don't know. I'm just a nerd when it comes to that type of stuff. So I can't wait for the award show to happen to see who acts out, who doesn't. Kind of like at the MTV Awards where Nicki Minaj had her husband act out against Cardi B and now he's on house arrest. Sort of like that. Like I like seeing behind the scenes stuff like that. <laughs> so anyways, um, Field 8, children's comedy, audiobooks, visual media, and music uh, video slash film. Okay, best comedy. Oh, let's get into best comedy album again. So obviously I've read it off in the um, overall segment I did at the beginning, but basically this is more in detail. So we, we have I Wish You Would by Trevor Noah. Uh, I'm an Entertainer by Wanda Sykes. Selective Outrage by Chris Rock. That's the one where he was talking about Will Smith giving him the hands of, of, of God on his cheek. But um, anyways, Someone You Love, Sarah Silverman, and What's in a Name, Dave Chappelle. I don't think I've heard the What's in a Name. Maybe I'm tripping. I do want to see what Sarah Silverman looks like, because Sarah Silver. Is that what she looks like? Share this dang all these people speaking on that's crazy why the first pictures that pulls up is is sarah silverman in blackface am i missing something what's up with these races man <laughs> who in the world in 2010 server sarah silverman tweeted a photo of herself in blackface accompanied with a cheeky caption i'm having menstrual cramps you know one time i was in college right personal story which is gonna you know pertain to this and it was this particular person where i don't think she was racist nobody else thought she was racist but one time you know how y'all live in the dorms you know it's different levels and stuff we was having like a a dorm-wide meeting to discuss something i don't know i think it was about the lobby cleanness or cleanliness or something like that right and it was at a weird time of the day like it was really night it was i mean it was really late at night like 10 or 11 something like that so we all in there you know getting ready for the meeting and then she comes in and obviously you could tell it's for her acne or whatever not acne but like it's like part of her facial care routine because i ain't gonna lie she she looked decent <laughs> and um it was a little darker you know it was it, was, it wasn't black but it was like brownish and everybody kind of was uncomfortable and you could sense the tension and see the tension in the room simply because her coming out like that obviously she was white and i didn't feel like it was rude or weird but i could see a scenario where a person could be like do that after or before the meeting don't come to a meeting because i mean it was a very mixed group of ethnicity so it wasn't like mostly white or mostly black you know it was like a group of black people it was really you know looking back on it that was really diverse as far as that group i came in with but it was a good enough amount of black people for the you know number of white people to feel uncomfortable right and after the fact i mean people was talking about it but i didn't think it was a big deal obviously you know i was just listening but so pertaining it is i'm not giving i'm not shooting her any bell but it's just like i've seen scenarios where somebody could wear something on their face where it's a darker color and it makes sense that's it i'm not i'm not i'm not defending blackface i'm just giving you a personal story that i've uh experienced and the different 
perceptions negative or positive so you know maybe uh sarah silverman had a little you know acne she was trying to clear up <laughs> no, just play. all right so best comedy album i would say it's full of minorities you know since you know sarah silverman wore blackface so technically we have all black people in this uh list but uh <laughs> i'll just show you my fault my fault my fault um all jokes aside i would probably say trevor noah should win this award as far as best comedy album because have y'all heard a comedy set by trevor noah like i feel like dave Chappelle gets all the praise in the world because he's the best right my personal pick for the best comedian ever is dave Chappelle, and then close is a is a eddie murphy is is real close between him and dave Chappelle because it's, it's don't let me get into my nerd bag of comedy because i will but i would say trevor noah with i wish you would he really gets into certain aspects because of his perspective coming from overseas right it's such a nice perspective from a guy who's very intellectual and puts it in a way that he elocutes very very effectively there's a reason why he did the day show for as long as he did and stepped away from it on his own terms it wasn't like oh we kicking you out he stepped away on it stepped away from it to go back into the comedy space because that's where he felt uh he needed to be so i would say trevor noah should win this but i wouldn't be mad if he goes to dave Chappelle. actually switch that i think trevor noah should win personally but i would not be surprised if the grammys do what i think they will pull and giving chris rock a, a best comedy album simply for the fact that they know it would get clicks like that you're i can see the headline now chris rock turns infamous slap into a grammy award winner uh, a grammy award yeah the, the headline would be chris rock turns infamous slap into a grammy award i can see it now so i can see the grammys giving it to uh chris rock for a selective outrage anyways best art but that that list is stacked like trevor noah wanda sykes like even wanda sykes like she's she's hilarious so yeah only person i didn't know was sarah, sarah uh, silverman and it's probably because she out here doing blackface but you know it's all right um best audiobook narration and storytelling recording that's not my bag i'm just gonna say michelle obama just because <laughs> uh, let's keep going black panther oh best compilation soundtrack for visual media I have to go to Guardians of the Galaxy. Come on now. Y'all know. If there's one thing I'm going to cape for is anything Marvel. Like I saw the Marvels like not too long ago, like two or three days ago. I enjoyed it. I'm not going to say it's fire. Like I enjoyed it. You know, it's not bad. It's not great. It's just, it's good. I thought it was good. You know, hey, maybe people just tired of Marvel. Maybe that's just a thing. For me, as a Marvel fan, I see where they're going to. I see where they're going towards, so I'm willing to put up with certain stepping stones because each and every Marvel project saw tangent. Well, not really, because Guardians of the Galaxy one, so is it lends me the ability to talk about Marvel. Basically, the stepping stones that Marvel is using with these movie and TV shows are just done or being done too slowly. Like the way I would fix it is the way that they had a list heroes show up in spider-man no way home with dr strange that's that that's how it has to be in every movie like enough of trying to build up c to d list characters you have the fantastic four and x-men i need to start seeing wolverine pop up which is why deadpool 3 has wolverine in it i need to start seeing fantastic four show up with 
a Spider-Man cameo, like A-list cameos. No more, oh, the police officer from this TV show is popping up. Like, no, got to send the heavy hitters because people doubting y'all and you got to show them that we still the number one superhero entertainment. You got the you got the boys out here outworking y'all. Uh, invincible out here outworking y'all don't let them make another batman movie of that man just doing human feats they're gonna act like that's the greatest thing ever with uh what's his name christian not christian that was, that was the og one the dude from twilight y'all know what i'm talking about the most recent batman where he was just doing the most random regular human feet things and everybody's like oh batman's so great so they're gonna put out another one of those they're gonna be hyping that up so marvel just focus on your A-list hitters because I swear when No Way Home came out, everybody was acting like that was like the greatest thing ever. And now people are just trashing that movie. So I've seen the perception just literally flip for no reason on certain movies that they used to enjoy. So now it's just like, hey, you may just have to stick to your heavy hitters. At this point, the the bench players, the the role players that may get some minutes, it's it's finals time. Like they, they got to get some DMPs. Like it's only superstars from here and out. Anyways. I don't know how it turned out to like a Marvel segment. Uh, let's keep going. Best score soundtrack. Definitely going to Barbie. Sorry to all my black people out there for the Black Panther, but it has to go to Barbie. I know Rihanna came out of her Fenty bag just to give us a track, but I don't care. Barbie as a whole, as a project, is just way better than what Black Panther was. But Black Panther also is pretty solid. Anyways, um best score soundtrack for video games oh don't you love when music and gaming comes together anyways uh call of duty modern warfare 2 god of war ragnarok hogwarts legacy star wars jedi survivor and stray gods the role-playing musical i'm surprised i don't see high five rush on here literally a game based off of music composition as far as the gaming mechanics and it played off of it in a way that some would say that it's one of the best games of the year. With that being said, obviously I have to give my pick based on the list that was given to me. I would say if I had to pick, probably God of War Ragnarok. I could see that winning. Yeah, I would say God of War Ragnarok just because it's so unique and when you hear it, you automatically think of God of War. And for Star Wars, if you hear that, I mean, you could think of a lot of Star Wars properties. So I would say God of War Ragnarok. Yeah, I've heard all the other ones and they're pretty bland, especially Hogwarts. Why is that even on here? Uh, anyways, best song written for visual media. Is Rihanna on here? Because that's the one I'm going with. Yep, here it is. Lift Me Up for Black Panther Wakanda Forever. That's the one I'm going with. I'm not even reading off the rest of the list. Everybody wants to hate on that track. That's why Rihanna's never giving y'all an album ever in life. <laughs> that track to me was fire. Lift me up for the Black Panther Wakanda. Did what it's supposed to do. And it's hard. In my opinion, that's a hard to hate on type track. Format wise and structure wise. And somehow people still found a way to hate on it. And I just, I don't understand. So I think that Rihanna track was fire. Remind me of when The Weeknd and Kendrick came together for the original Black Panther soundtrack, and that stuff was straight fire. I forget what that song was called. Let me see. That song with The Weeknd and Kendrick for the original. Yeah, Pray For Me. Oh my goodness. That's one of my favorite tracks of all time. And probably because it's The Weeknd and Kendrick, but come on now. like You don't get that collaboration too often. 
so pray for me was a moment in time just like lift me up by rihanna was a moment in time because uh let's just say she unofficially retired and the navy is still in disbelief anyways maybe y'all could be satisfied with this award win when she, when hopefully she gets it i can see you know the grammys going with another barbie song but personally i think it should go i mean they literally have two barbie songs on here three barbie songs on here for best written visual media so you could probably already tell four songs what in the world this is the barbie uh nominee list like literally barbie world that's one by ice spice and nikki dance the night which is dua lipa uh i'm just ken by ryan gosling and what was i made for by billy eilish all of those are from the barbie soundtrack and then the only one that's not is lift me up and i think the grammys is going to pull a okie doke on us i know they have all those barbie nominations but i think they're going to give it to rihanna and i think it should go to rihanna so that's what i'm picking for best song written for visual media all right best music video best music video that's a tough one because i don't really watch music videos like that I didn't even watch the Count Me Out by Kendrick Lamar music video. So yeah, I can't really give a... Uh, I can't really give an educational pick for that. Best music film. Best music film. I don't even know what that means. Uh, okay, so Field 9. Package Notes. Package Notes and Historical. They just have to skip down. I don't know what that means. What is package notes? What in the world? What is that? Production, engineering, composition, and arrangement. Fancy parks from uh, Joe Budden on here? No, I don't think, I don't think so. Anyways, uh, best engineer. Yeah, I don't know none of these names. We're just going to keep going. Just going to keep on going. Classical, going to keep on going. Uh, classical again. Oh, and that's it. Dang. Well, the end. Nah, I'm just, I'm just joking. All right, so anyways, um, getting back into my overview of the Grammy 2024 uh, nominees, you know, to see Rihanna on here, I think she's definitely going to get her one. Um, overall, I think SZA is going to be the one leaving with the most hardware in the realm that I cover the most as far as R&B and hip-hop. I could see Killer Mike may be coming away with multiple albums or multiple wins, but I don't believe that they would even spread it out like that. Like, Ice Spice, I could see coming away with two wins with the Barbie track with Nicki and then the Best New Artist. But that's the only... SZA and Ice Spice is the only two artists I could see coming away with multiple award wins in the Grammy show. So, yeah. As far as the overall pop field, I mean, it's nice to see Taylor Swift nominated this many times, but still, like, come on now. Like, she literally re-recorded old music, and I think the only reason it's nominated is to showcase their love and appreciation for Taylor Swift, literally boosting the U.S. economy. So they didn't want to just completely um, ignore that album, but at the end of the day, I mean come on now <laughs> it's re-recorded music it should not win like nomination is good enough so i think olivia rodrigo would take home a lot of wins scissor would take home a lot of wins and ice spice will have the best showing as far as a new act in the award show 
Yeah, I think that's pretty good. So anyways, click my link tree in my bio. Let me know one of my social medias. What do you think about the 2024 Grammy nominations? Who do you think is going to bring home the most hardware from the award show? And what do you think about Morgan Wallen being the biggest snub simply because he was allegedly racist? And also, what is your pick for album of the year for 2023? Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.